Hello, Fried fans, and welcome to Season 4 of Fried, the Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Donovan, and my mission with Fried is to hashtag end burnout culture. On this pod, we end burnout culture by sharing stories of people who have been through it all, sharing expert tips from the best in the burnout field, sharing hashtag straight from Kate episodes with my own expertise and some fun research now that I'm a student again, plus sharing actionable steps to help you end burnout starting today. If you're feeling burnt out right now and you need personalized guidance, you can book a free breakthrough burnout call with me. You'll find the link bit.ly backslash call Kate in the show notes. Also, if you love fried and want to be part of our community, we'd love to have you. Just head over to Facebook and type in fried the burnout podcast discussion and click to join our group. It's a place for continued healing, deeper conversations and connections with people who just get it. And now for this week's episode. Hello, Fried fans. Today, I am addressing one of the most frequent questions I get from the burnt out amongst us, namely, how long will this damn recovery take? Oftentimes, that is followed up with, I've been in therapy for months, I've already taken time off, I've been off for months, I still don't feel like I can handle going back to work, I just want this to be over. And believe me, I get it. I really, really get it. My recovery while I was still working took me about two years with a combination of therapists, coaches, support from friends and family, a functional medicine doc, and a diet overhaul. What I've seen in clients and patients over the years is that recovery runs anywhere from about three months for really sort of burnout light situations to about two years or even longer. The most common pacing I see to be from kind of 12 to 18 months is the most typical. And I know as I say that, it weighs on your heart a little bit because that seems like such a long time. And therefore, I want to give you three tips to make it as smooth and as fast as possible. Tip number one, do only one thing at a time. When I say do one thing at a time, what I mean is do not Overhaul your diet, go back to work, and start meditating all on the same Monday. Burnout recovery works best in stages. This is one of the reasons that my coaching packages are only three months long. I recently got a great question from a new client who asked how I judged the success of my coaching. To me, coaching is successful if you are moving toward the goals set at the beginning of the sessions even if you change some halfway through because you changed your mind about your needs. I don't necessarily need you to have met all of your goals, but I need you to be on a solid pathway of getting there. I also know that coaching is helping you when you have this tipping point moment that I just love so much, where burnout no longer scares you. You know it's going away, You know what tools you need to use. You know you're going to use all the supports that you have. You know what you need to do to continue this process. You feel confident in your ability to get through this all the way until the end. And the end is sort of a weird thing to say about burnout recovery because once you're in a place where you're no longer burnt out, you still have to pay attention Most of us that burn out do have tendencies toward burnout, so it's something that we have to keep our eye on. 
right? You can't overschedule yourself. And, and at the same time, you have to know that sometimes life is going to be crazy. And as long as it doesn't last, that's okay, that you are resilient enough to handle it. But there's a sense at some point during the coaching process, I find this usually around call three and a half and call four, where there's no longer a fear of, oh my God, my life is always going to be this way. All of a sudden, there's this understanding like, oh shit, I've almost got this. We're coming through to the other side. I've seen moments where it's not like that, and I know it's not going to be like that forever. And this is amazing. The other way that I judge the success of coaching is that you have an understanding, an internal understanding of what your next step is. I am well aware that I am not a complete solution to burnout recovery. No one is. And if they tell you that they are, run the other way. You might need to find an amazing yoga teacher afterwards. Maybe you'll do like I did and after coaching do a functional medicine workup and a diet overhaul. Possibly you'll finally be ready for therapy. Maybe you'll decide on a trauma-based somatic practitioner. It might be time for meditation or breath work or a solid exercise routine that isn't going to kill you. The thing that's most important is that you feel internally that you have clear direction on what your wants, needs, desires, and preferences are. That's the most important. All of this leads to tip number two when it comes to making burnout recovery as smooth and fast as possible, and that is to give yourself grace. My clients are all on different paths, and not just my clients. Everybody going through this process is on a different path, and you'll all go through different burnout recovery stages at different times. There is no perfect order, no matter what coaches tell you, no matter what anyone tells you about how this is supposed to unfold. Whatever order helps you to progress is the only order that matters in your life. This is a tough one for the burnt out crowd. We tend to be perfectionists and we want to know how the movie is going to end before it even plays. But recovering from burnout is an unfurling, an unfolding, a revealing. Each leaf will release when it is good and ready and not a second earlier. In this transformation stage of your life, be kind to yourself. Self-criticism and judgment won't get you anywhere faster and, in fact, will slow down your recovery. Grace, compassion, space, and kindness. Give yourself those things as much as you can. Tip number three is to reach for a point where you know as well as you can how much of your burnout is internal the stuff for you to adjust, like people-pleasing, perfectionism, better boundaries, etc. And how much of it is due to your workplace slash environment slash relationships. If you realize at some point that your workplace, for instance, is anything more than 30% of your burnout, you're going to need to get another job. Because you can go through a full recovery while on break or a sabbatical from work if you're lucky enough to be able to take one of those. And then if you go back into an environment that's not supportive for you, a toxic environment for you, you'll end up burnt out again. And the only bit that will be your quote unquote fault 
is that you went back into an environment that does nothing to nourish you and everything to break you down bit by bit. You'll know if it's mostly a workplace thing, if after working through some of the internal stuff, you feel pretty great and you start really noticing how you and other people are treated in your workplace. Previously, you might have tried to figure out how being treated poorly was your fault and tried your hardest to fix your mistakes to get that good attention, to no avail, obviously. And now you're noticing that your boss is just an asshole, or your workload is simply unbearable, or the fucking pay gap is so ridiculous that you cannot accept it for any moments longer. Your boss being an asshole is not your fault. Neither is the workload, of course, after you've dealt with your natural tendency to take on too much. And the pay gap certainly isn't your fault. But it is your responsibility to remove yourself from situations where you are being treated like shit, you don't feel safe, and you are underappreciated. P.S. This goes for relationships and families too. So to sum up these three tips. Number one, do one thing at a time. Go slow. Step by step really matters when recovering from burnout. Number two, give yourself as much grace and compassion as you can muster. And number three, take responsibility only for the portion that belongs to you. Burnout always has external factors, and external factors are never your fault. Recognizing this supercharges your recovery. And now that I'm towards the end, I feel like I need to add one more thing. Burnout recovery does not require diving into your past traumatic experiences. You may, at some point, choose to do this with a skilled practitioner. But in the beginning of your recovery, the focus is on helping your body to rewire responses and habits related to being on non-stop alert. This can be done without any revisiting of old trauma. Sometimes this starts outside your body with your environment. We've talked about that a bunch this season. Sometimes it starts with yin yoga or simple breathing exercises. More on that to come in next episodes. There is, again, no perfect order here. Just the order that works for you and your nervous system. Slowness, gentleness, and feelings of safety will all improve your recovery time. And you deserve to move through this process as smoothly as possible. The other thing that's really helpful is knowing that you're not alone and being a part of a community. Fried now has a Facebook discussion group just for that reason. So that you can know that you're not alone, that other people are going through this, that the things that you're thinking are not crazy or wacky or wild. Come join us. You can head over to Facebook and type in Fried the Burnout Podcast group, and you'll find us with ease. It is a private group, so everything you share there will only be shared amongst the members. Can't wait to see you. Until next time.